0: Yo, what's up? It's your girlfather long likes. Thank you for listening. You can tell me anything and happy end of 2021. I can't believe it's been a full year. This is the last episode of 2021 um, with a guest. Okay, it has been a fun season. We will be back with part two of season five in 2022. um, Of course, I will be releasing the best of episodes clip show (laughs) right before the new year as I am wont to do. Um, If you guys have favorite clips, feel free to let me know otherwise I will once again be the tyrannical dictator father long legs that I have been every year and just choose. My favorite clips and talk about him. Really hope everyone has a safe holiday. I know that a lot of stuff is up in the air worldwide um, from democracy to, you know, our health to global warming and everything in between. And I don't just, I'm laughing, but it's like a coping mechanism. I don't say that just to be broad and um, obtuse. Um, I am, of course, always accessible, uh, if you guys want to talk to me, you know, I'm on Discord, it remains a very small, tight-knit group, <laughs> and I love all y'all confidants who are on there, you can find that Discord link by, um, going to the Instagram, um, if, uh, uh, if that link is not there for whatever reason, from week to week, if I'm promoting something else, you can always email me at tellmeanythingpod at gmail.com, you know, or follow us on Instagram at pod. Um, If you have some time, leave a five-star review, okay? Um, I love doing this podcast. I'm thinking about possibly transitioning to something different, you know, as it's been so many years. Um, But I really, really do enjoy it. And every time I think I'm done, you know, I hear from y'all and it's very nice. So I'm not, like, in danger of just leaving this pod but i'm um, definitely thinking about like how to make it better and possibly you know build and expand and you know bring you guys something new and different and engaging so you know feel free to leave your thoughts i love a five-star review all right on that itunes if you do leave a review and you send me a screenshot you know via email or twitter or instagram whatever very many avenues i'll um sh- give you a shout out and send you a private confession okay there is a private confession I sent a confidant years ago who, I mean, I won't say it because it was a private confession for them, but um, they still mention it to me to this day every year on my birthday. So look, there's some juicy morsels there, all right? And they're all different. Um, speaking of juicy morsels, if you are in Los Angeles, here are the remaining shows I have on this calendar year um, as of now, uh, December 22nd at Formosa Cafe in West Hollywood and December 29th at Bar Lubitsch in West Hollywood. You can uh, get all those info and details at my personal Instagram at Teresa Lebot or Teresa dot slash shows. I believe both shows are free or just like a five dollar charge. Um, obviously, if covers a problem for you, just DM me. I'm sure I can get you on the list. And that's all for the announcements. Um, of course, if you are late on your holiday cards and you want to get some, and you're domestic US. Um, you still have time, buy my cards. I love making them. They are on my website, TeresaLeeComedy.com slash shop. I also started an Etsy, so if you're more of an Etsy person, I will say, I think they're a little bit cheaper on my website, but Etsy, you know, if you feel safer ordering through Etsy, it's um, shop Legs. I'm sorry, it's FatherLongLegs8 is my username on Etsy and um, there are cards, and the moon calendar available And, you know, it's all uh, through the Etsy site. So if you prefer that, that's totally fine. Or you can buy them directly from me on my website. If you use the code Confidant, C-O-N-F-I-D-A-N-T, it's 10% off. Plus I'll throw in a little surprise bonus gift just because I love y'all. But that only works if you order it from my website. Okay, that's all. Thank you guys for giving me such a great year. It's been so fun to chat with you and get to know so many Confidants this year. Um, and, uh, thank you for being on the journey with me this year through all my weird rants and raves and, you know, starting OnlyFans and then changing OnlyFans and sort of still being on it but sort of being weirded out by it. Yes, I am still on it, but I, you know, I'm just trying to figure out how to best connect. I don't know if that's the best platform, but I've yet, but I didn't love Patreon, so right now we're just in this weird limbo. If you're one of my OnlyFans followers, it is free, so no, you know let me know how you're liking it i do still post content there but it's i don't know the platform is just the influx of spam messages and how rude some people are is not exactly my favorite thing um but i really love the way to be able to connect to y'all personally so you know let me know i'm an open book uh okay uh that's it (laughs) happy holidays to whatever you celebrate and um snuggle with your pups and cats and you know, selves and all that. <laughs> okay, enjoy this episode with Paula Viganolan. You can tell her, you can tell her What's up? It's your girl, Father Long Legs. You know me, Daddy T. This is You Can Tell Me Anything. The podcast where I have comedians come on and tell me something they want to get off their chest. I'm really excited for my guest today. She writes for Love It or Leave It. Yeah, you heard that right. She's a comedian and a... Politi- not a politician, uh, just uh, whatever. <laughs> Intellectual, po- political uh, influencer, I guess you should say. Also produces and uh, is part of the show Funnelingus and Facial Recognition Comedy, which will be at Sketchfest in San Francisco January 21st and 22nd. Give it up for Paul V. Ganola! Hey! A
1: political, a political influencer sounds so cursed. <laughs> well, is that pundit? I think the word I was looking think for was pundit. pundit but but and all I of forgot that's that, it. right? It's like people who think they know what they're talking about. <laughs> I so know. A political influencer or specifically sounds like you're throwing out yeah. for politics which actually there was something
0: dark that to that yeah. <laughs> it's i've been watching i finally started watching succession i'm very behind and i which i like being behind cuz then i feel like i can uh draw it out more while everyone's talking about it but But it's so good
1: online you can't see any i hate spoilers like i absolutely hate spoilers more than any like i will end friendships if (laughs) dang i had
0: someone ruin harry potter for me uh, um and it still didn't ruin it for me so i'm not i don't hate spoilers that much because i'm usually like if i don't already see the ending then i want to see how they got there
1: oh okay I'm like, I just, it just bothered. I had someone try to ruin Sixth Sense for me, but I interpreted it wrong and then it was okay. <sighs> but it was still like uh-huh. annoying. It was like annoyingly close, you know? See, that's the thing. It's like, there's usually a way to get like a good, a well-written storyline
0: is going to, take watching every part of it to get you there you know what yeah. I mean yeah it's like you wouldn't watch I mean this is why I don't like watching porn I guess people do just watch for the the come watching but,
1: for the journey <laughs> but I'm just like
0: but that's the thing is like people do I guess only watch the genitals and I'm like I've never I mean whatever like this is too graphic but I'm like I usually I feel like old school porn and I don't know if they've gotten better because now I hear all the talk about like oh now there's like you know, porn porn for for women or whatever. But it used to just be, like, close-ups of genitals. I'm like, I've never just, like, had sex and, like, stared at the genitals. Like, I'm like, I don't what like yeah, that, that's I mean, not what I'm looking at we're
1: not we don't have like a 1080p uh pussy 1080 pussy yeah, I don't <laughs> want to
0: see your butt acne like that's not hot it's I, I'm okay with it being there I'm I have butt acne too you know what I mean I just that's not what turns me on
1: is that our confessions? Is that everybody has
0: I, butt acne? <laughs> I think everyone has butt acne if you don't have butt acne think- you're, you're not sweating y'all you're not you're working your butt off enough
1: yeah yeah I'm working my ass off I think (laughs) you should change the name of the pod to everybody has butt ass okay maybe yeah I've been thinking about retiring this it's
0: a a, it's like season five it's so old yeah I've been doing it for like four years now and I'm like every year I'm like oh thank you but I guess now I feel guilty about saying what I'm gonna say next which is I want to end it oh yeah so I'm like maybe I'll start my next thing but
1: I like guys, doing if it it's you just... don't want Teresa <laughs> to end the podcast join her Patreon no I to, don't have uh, a pay- that's what the thing ben- it's like Benmos. just me tell me just send me words of
0: affirmation that's my love language truly every and once in a while money. I get a nice email send money <laughs> you can send money too but honestly you know it's the nice words that keep me from not from stopping this that's
1: nice that's nice (laughs) how wholesome um
0: thank you that is my brand uh even though I refuse to acknowledge it I don't claim I don't want to be wholesome
1: you don't want to be I want to be a bad bitch okay (laughs) is that what the haircut's about I don't know. I try to be a bad bitch, and it's people so, label me as wholesome. it's so bad bitch. It's oh, thank you. Bitch. You're like wholesome you. bad bitch, right? I'm Trying to be like a bad boy with
0: this uh, haircut, you're very you know, cool. like
1: you're a. Very <laughs> like a boy well, You were you were sporting
0: band. awesome short hair too, but you started going to that during the pandemic.
1: I just haven't had a haircut. <laughs> I know it looks great.
0: I mean, it's it's almost like we've we swap like there's a yeah. lot of like swapperu with looks because it's yeah. like a time to experiment with like yeah. aesthetics. It's fun. It's really cool. Um, yeah, but it is very empowering, as you know. as someone who has had short hair like it's fun to look to just like (laughs) you can toss your I mean I don't dance anymore but like if I did it's like you could the the aerodynamics of it you know like so
1: fun (sighs) refreshing
0: Um, Man, we really went off the rails there. But uh, before we get too far, I like to ask my guests for a good confession just so our listeners can get to know you real quick. uh, And then we'll get into it. Is there something good you'd like to confess? And this is just like a humble brag, something
1: you're excited about, or you want to share anything? It's not a big secret, but I used to like read a ton. Like when I was a kid, I used to read Mm -hmm. a fuck time like I would have books hidden in every place I would sit at the table and I would read for hours like instead of eating (laughs) I would just like sit and read and like it was a huge escape it also like helped with family drama stuff and I've I started to like I wanted I think I might be moving and I store all my books in my parents place back in Utah and so I read a couple books in anticipation of dropping them off at my parents place during Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. And then I was like finishing up the books there while I was there. And I was in my old hiding places where I used to hide, but I'm (laughs) in my thirties now and I was reading and now I'm back into reading. I love it for fun and Vintage. it's like making me really happy I know <laughs> I was
0: one of those bookworms too like I um yeah I was like the one who read under my desk like back when those desks had those little cubbies and yeah uh, it's like obviously the teacher knew but I think she would just let us get away with it like the readers because it's like I guess they're doing they more need work <laughs> yeah <laughs> like they don't have friends they just have books um, that bad bitch
1: vibes, you know, the rules,
0: okay. but with a book. Cause wholesome bad bitch. So that's yeah, bad I guess bitch. I stay. I just can't break out of that. It's okay. What is it? H B B. No W B wholesome. Wow, I can't even spell wholesome. What? Wholesome with an H would be actually more bad bitch. Yeah. But w- <laughs> wbb Wholesome bad bitch. All right, let's get that hashtag started. W um, W B B D. What
1: would bad bitch
0: what? do? What? Ooh. What would bad?
1: <laughs> what would a bad bitch do?
0: oh oh my gosh i can't i could never start a cult i just would get so bogged down with the hashtags
1: it seems so stressful especially like just like everybody expecting stuff from you, I'm like, I'm not gonna respond to you right away. They're like, your one job. Wait, is- what kind of cult are you? Thinking? And I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't get back to my emails. I'm sorry. I think that
0: like this is just a very administrative cult. I that's not I that's not the first thing I think of when I think of cults, but I don't hey. know,
1: don't you like if people are constantly if you're a cult leader, you have to be a people person, and I'm not. I'd be like, leave me True. alone, I'm in my yurt. I, I my think you time. have to be a bit of a
0: sociopath but also I see what your point you can't you have to be deceptive enough where you're not like where you're okay with like people clamoring over you and also not hating that yeah (laughs) I would not want that um okay I uh we'll get to your confession in a minute but I like to ask my guests about um their experience with therapy or if they have a confidant or anything like that because this is inspired by me going to therapy in my late 20s or sorry early 20s well late in my life um because you know my parents are from Taiwan and it wasn't really a thing I grew up with so I just like to get people's background whatever they're comfortable sharing like how do you you know self-soothe or deal with you know when you want to talk it out um do you Um, have so i've been
1: in therapy on and off for the last 10 years i started going um because bad stuff happened in my undergrad some people trigger warning uh, committed suicide and so then we were like dealing with a crisis on campus and so I tried it mm. I did, I only tried a few sessions when I first started and then I went to my master's program found an amazing where were you
0: Uh, where were you doing undergrad
1: I did undergrad at Caltech in Pasadena gotcha. and then I went to Carnegie Mellon for my master's and I had an amazing therapist there and that was also prompted by like a relationship I was in he wanted me to go to therapy and then he also went to therapy and then mm um you know and so then we like learned how to communicate but also uh, a little bit better uh and therapy there like helped me a lot then i went to, i moved to san francisco i did therapy there but like right now <laughs> and so i've like i like i had i've had this like is a good really impact. extensive
0: resume it's really uh, very extensive. impressive
1: like <laughs> i moved back down to la i got more therapy i've had like up and down like my favorite therapist i think was the one from carnegie mellon and Mm -hmm. then the one i had until most recently over the last year uh until a few months ago because she's like gonna go help children or whatever (laughs) oh she's like transferring Uh, kind of public school system instead Ah. of helping me (laughs) but she was amazing because she was a young woman of color uh and that was the first time i I usually had uh older white lady Mm. therapists uh and so it was like hard for me to you know.
0: gotcha yeah, yeah that's definitely something i more and more i'm hearing people like in our generation or or younger because i actually was driving lyft and drove someone from like us it was actually a seminary school but they what? offer like a in pasadena like they offer um a therapy degree i think but it was the, a taiwanese woman who was a little younger than me and she uh was telling me she wants to be a therapist so i was like oh i love that there's more like people yeah. getting into therapy now because yeah
1: it's very helpful also lyft another form of therapy <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? People. Oh, like, just. Oh yeah. Like, I do
0: talk to. Pe- I am the therapist in those situations when yeah, I drive. Yeah, it's like
1: bartending or hairstylist, like one-on-one situation where you're talking to somebody, you get weirdly like close to them. There was one Uber that I took. I remember in San Francisco, and it was a a, a man in his fifties, and he was talking about the struggles he was having with his kids, and I was talking about the struggles I was having with my parents, and it was just this like, like moment of uh like discovery for both. Oh man, of us. that's yeah. beautiful. We like a surrogacy
0: <laughs> way of like, you know, communicating but not yeah. as direct. I like yeah. that. That's great. Um yeah, I totally uh, feel you on the like ups and downs with therapy because I've gone I've also moved and tried different types and I've had like ones I like better and ones that fit better and and you know, whatever. But um it seems like you have like a you've been doing it long enough where you have a good sense of what you need and like you adjust accordingly, which is really yeah. cool. Yeah.
1: I definitely, like, I definitely had the ones that I have liked the least were more, like, contrarian or contentious therapists, which I thought mm. I thought I needed to push back against me. Turns out, no, therapy should not feel, ba- no, like, that hard, yeah. right? It's Wait, what just, do you mean? Was
0: that, did they bill it as that, or they just, that was their personality?
1: Like, we would butt heads on certain things, oh. and I was like, this is weird but maybe it'll be good for me to like you know what I mean like (laughs) gotcha yes strong personality so maybe that's what I need and and it's like no that was just no they
0: need to be on your team (laughs) because they are still people it's a little bit like in a weird not dating in a romantic way but there is like a compatibility yeah because I was looking I was looking into trying I won't mention the name but there was like a startup thing that I was like oh they seem like They've been marketing to me, and it's, like, a, a lot of online stuff, but they put everything in one place. I was like, oh, this could be good instead of having all these different healthcare providers. But the therapist they matched me up with, like, the vibe wasn't right, and I kept yeah. thinking, like, maybe I'll just keep going, and I'll go to – like, it's kind of like how he said, like, yeah. I am like I want to be a- easier to get along with person. But there were, like, moments in our first session when she was, like, asked leading questions. And I really liked that she was focusing on somatic therapy, like body stuff <laughs> – So I was, like, trying to get into it, but she'd be like, oh, yeah, hmm, I see, and where do you feel that? And I'd be like, uh, like, sometimes making something out of nothing, she's like, oh, did you see, interesting, did you notice that? And I was like, I feel that you're talking down to me, like, I want someone on my team with your expertise, like, I know you have more info than me, but I don't want to be, like, I don't want you to ask me questions, like, I know the answer, do you? Like, just tell me what you noticed, just be like, I noticed this, what do you, like, what the fuck?
1: (laughs) Yeah, so. There was, there was one who, like, I didn't, she would forget when we ha- did and didn't have sessions and so oh, like God. it was wild. And then, and that's she would, triggering.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs>
1: so I got ghosted by one. She went to Europe no. and never came back and never transferred my files. And I was oh, like, oh my God. So <sighs> but, um, but the other one, she like saw that my mom was texting me a lot and trust me, I have plenty to talk about with my family, like, you know, about my family or whatever. But then, like, anytime I brought anything up after that, she was like, oh, like, is it your mom? Like, or like, she would just like focus on my phone and my mom and like, the, like, anytime I looked at my phone after, I was like, no, like. It's like what- a bad psychic being like, I sense you have a question. Yeah. Do you, is it
0: love, career related, health related? Yeah, she You're just like,
1: kept, fuck- she, she became obsessed with my mom. I was like, this is
0: weird lady. Goodbye. Well, <laughs> see, that you have strong intuition and which is a good thing um well i want to take a break when we come back we will get your confession okay we are back (laughs) poppy the time has come
1: is there anything you would like to tell me i had a threesome Because I got into a queer comedy festival. (laughs) Oh my gosh.
0: Okay. So much to unpack there. Um, First of all, congratulations on the festival and the threesome. No. Um, This is a few
1: years ago. No, I know. Uh, uh,
0: I love this. And obviously, for listeners who know me, uh, know that these are things that I have talked about as well. So (laughs) I'm excited to get into it. Um, So, obviously, my first question is. for the view, for the, not the viewer as well, the audience, the audience well. Um, were you, I, I think I, I know the answer to this, but just let's make it clear. Like you got into this festival and then you had this threesome. I'm assuming a queer threesome, but were you out before or yes. what was like your identity so, and how did you navigate that?
1: So I got into the, the festival was in like July and I had started telling jokes maybe like a year before that um, about being bi, but mm-hmm. I hadn't, been with a woman yet mm-hmm. in that way like I got I remember clothes. some of the jokes yeah I remember some of the jokes and so then uh, I was in Portland and I was doing jokes about it and then the the creator of the festival approached me and she was like oh you should submit and so I submitted and I got in and then I was like oh no I'm going to a queer comedy festival and I haven't eaten pussy yet like what oh my <laughs> gosh <laughs> okay wow well, because this is so funny
0: to me because There's so many layers. Like, there's obviously the layer of like, we are even putting the pressure of sex, like that we get from the
1: (laughs) outside, the hetero world on ourselves
0: as queer women. But also, I know that you have, like, you mentioned your, you know, master's and your PhD, like, you are very smart. (laughs) and good at like clearly good at homework because you got so far in your education process so there's an element that makes me laugh of like you gave yourself like sex homework to do (laughs) like you're like you know what i mean like you're like i must do more homework
1: (laughs) i need 10,000 hours in every area that i want to be good at okay um (laughs) because you talked about on stage being
0: identifying as bisexual and not having like spin in a serious relationship with a woman which you know, I understand yeah. the insecurity of, but like many young teenagers who know they're hetero have not had serious relationships yeah, with the opposite sex. It's not something people put as much pressure on when they're straight. So that that's yeah. very interesting to me. Like, did you... Have those feelings when you were um, first like dating men when you were younger, like that you felt pressure to be further along, or is this specifically more about women? No, it was
1: it was about being queer because I didn't want to hurt the queer community because I had heard all those things about people, like especially with comedy, like people you know people are like oh you got booked on all these queer shows because you're like queer but are you really you know what i mean like every girl in la is you know what i mean i mean every girl
0: in la should be queer and i don't think that's a problem okay (laughs) hot take here cancel me daddy but
1: (laughs) (laughs) or mommy (laughs) make Um, them all
0: (laughs) make them all gay i don't give a fuck (laughs) (laughs) i'm
1: just kidding (laughs) one by one straight lives matter too no Uh... (laughs) just kidding i'm just kidding okay (laughs) But it's Uh, it's like the it's it's the idea that like I didn't want to be an imposter in a marginalized community. And we are constantly told, you know, it's that mm. it's the the biphobia or whatever. um, Or just like even not knowing that you're gay, you know, like we're constantly told that people are taking advantage of systems that help marginalized groups. And I think that uh, that narrative actually hurts the marginalized groups because. Obviously, they're like those people just exist. (laughs) Like, yeah, people who have not had sex with the uh, with the same gender or you know other genders like uh, exist. And I just I just wanted to because I hadn't had a a relationship, I hadn't had sex with a woman. Um. Uh. Or like, not a man, not a cis man. Um, Had you
0: been in serious relationships, just in general, like not weirdness, like before, or were you? Are you more? Were you more just in general? Men, but it
1: was like before. I I only realized I was bi, like like right before that. You know what I mean? Like I had always, I didn't, I didn't think about it. You know, because I didn't Mm -hmm. think of like kind of like comedy. Like I didn't think it was an option for me. I like. Knew, <laughs> I was in the Gay Straight Alliance, but I was like, uh-huh. I'm here as an ally <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, just but I very like, s- interested ally. Yeah, <laughs> and then like in college and after, I was like making out with girls, and I was like, oh, it's because I'm drunk. And it's like two things mm-hmm. can be true, you know? <laughs> you sure, can be drunk yeah. And also queer, <laughs> or whatever. Um, but I think like I didn't even think of it as an. Yeah, if did it didn't count
0: when you're drunk, then I'm probably not even straight at all. Just full on <laughs> lesbian. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, that I mean because that I do actually. I want to say like I, that I really resonate with that because I came out in college as well. But, but I always was questioning and being bisexual. Part of that is you have more opportunities because like in a more heteronormative world, to like have these mistake hookups with men that you know cis men that. Even you're like, eh, I didn't even like him that much. But to go after a, a woman, like, I, if you're not in the queer community, like, there's a lot more, like, proactiveness to it, I guess. Or, like, just a, yeah. like, kind of breaking out of your comfort zone. It's not like you just show up to a party and, you know, get drunk and there's a dude in your bed. Like... but you also you know with those men like sometimes you don't even like you're like "Eh, I don't want to date them with women it's almost like there's all this pressure of like would I want to date them am I even gay like you don't just get to have the natural baby steps of like discovery um which then yeah
1: and as like like appearing like femme like it's there, I feel like men are like the society trains men to pursue women. Right. So it's Mm. like, I'm not even a very with, even with guys that I like, I'm not a very active pursuer. And also at the time, like some bad things had happened in my personal life. So I wasn't even like really Mm. dating. So by the, when I, around when I discovered that I was Mm -hmm. queer, I was like dealing with other like trauma in my, in my sex life. Um, and I just like fully retreated. So it's like I hadn't even had the opportunity to like go out and like try to explore and date, you know, like because well, of that trauma, like closing yeah. me off and because I discovered it so much later. Um, and- well, that's the
0: reality is like the being queer is not a you can be a single queer person. You could be a virgin, you know, like, but I, yeah. I think it's interesting that like your first thought was now that you're going to be publicly representing the queer community that, oh, now you need to have, like, these, like, yeah, credentials. I'm like,
1: I need I need street cred. Because, <laughs> like, would you have felt,
0: well, I, I mean, let me turn the question around. If you, um it wasn't you and another bisexual no. comedian was talking about being bisexual on stage and, like, you know, had never hooked up with a woman or a man or whatever, you know, would yeah. you have
1: felt any different about them being on stage? No, no, absolutely not there were there's like there there is someone there's one particular person I know who like is always like putting themselves in all these groups you know what I mean Uh like not even just queer groups but they're like they're like I feel like I'm I need to board this plane first like I have issues you know what I mean like yeah there's definitely people who are opportunists and there's always going to be and just like there are one person I could think of that's like that and and uh, that person has had said that about but uh, even with being queer I'm like well that would be a different you know what I mean like right it's it's just that that thought just came to mind because it was really funny that's so funny
0: I mean because the reality is there are people who exploit their identities
1: very few like I could literally only think of one person but those people exist in all
0: communities right there's straight men who exploit their own straight I mean, it's like, yeah,
1: and, and also like in comedy, we have this thing of when we think of something, when we feel something as stand-ups we wanna talk about it on stage. Mm-hmm. So like my first avenue of exploring being queer was going to inherently be standup, you know? Before I, yeah, like, I just see. the thoughts entering my brain was gonna, It's as an adult, like reckoning with this, it was gonna be, and I've seen other uh, queer women do that as well, Young, younger queer women. Their first, they talk to me about it and they talk about it like either on Twitter or like in, you know, uh, in through their comedy. And I never, ever mm-hmm. was like, okay but you haven't you haven't done the homework you know I never like I was just like oh cool yeah if you are then it's great if not then no worries you know imagine I mean? if straight people did that they're like so you're
0: straight okay how many dicks have you had inside you that's the level of straightness you're it's like but, what like that makes but no I think sense for,
1: for men kind it's kind of like it's there there is that pressure mm. right I feel like for men there is a thing of you have to have game you have to have they they're encouraged to have sex with women at a younger age you know like
0: yeah sometimes but i also think guys who do too much sometimes that's a that's like a huh red flag too because that that kind of leads into the
1: to women but i'm talking about like like (laughs) but then you get into like republican
0: in denial of their sexuality territory and in a not like i'm not trying to shame anyone i'm just saying like when you don't accept who you are it tends to lead to extreme behaviors you know on
1: any on any side yeah that's true
0: I'm curious how much of okay, because I, like I, I want to say like I'm glad you shared this because I I felt similar things, but I also I um I guess I came out a little earlier in life, but late for me in the sense of like I had been straight, I had had a lot of hookups with men and that before I came out, but I wasn't doing as much comedy yet, so it was a little yeah. easier for me to explore like liking girls without like you say the the public eye watching like oh you know but I totally get that because I remember feeling like the more I talk about the more I'm featured in like these shows I'm like well I want to be in a relationship that's hard already as a straight person but I'm like I need to have a girlfriend like not just because I want to be loved but because I need to like prove but that that is like a common feeling even though it's so silly to say like I know what you mean because you want to be like look I want to be representative but it's like the fact that you're you is representative like yeah. you're not queer because someone next to you is also queer you're queer because you like you're queer yeah. yeah you're just
1: queer. it's also like it's also like i don't feel that with any other part of my like identity like i'm not like oh i need to go to temple to be brown <laughs> you know what i mean like or to be Hindu. Uh-huh. You know I mean? like i i don't ever feel like i have to up the other parts of maybe like maybe when I was like younger or whatever and I was like reading about like my culture and stuff and but like that's like your own exploration like I never felt like I had to do anything to change my lifestyle to represent who I am or you know like it shouldn't how
0: much of it uh I do want to hear the the story of a threesome but before um we get into that I have one more question okay so how much of this was you doubting yourself though because um Mm. and I don't know if this makes sense, but like. Obviously, it's like, you know where you are, but then we're told by so much of the world that like, you're either one or the other. And maybe you are just, you know, maybe you are just doing this for the attention or whatever. And you hear all these things like, how much of this was you being like, I need to like, fuck a girl to know that I actually like it even though I think I like it I haven't done it like was that yeah, any of that I, part was, of this
1: there was that too but again I never felt that with men <laughs> Like, I never was like and I really didn't like I, fucking
0: men when I first started either so
1: sorry for know. my exes <laughs> it's like you don't know immediately also you know it's like sexual chemistry with a person a person yeah. different and I never I like I had mad crushes on dudes and I. I apparently did on women. I just fully didn't realize there were crushes until yeah, I, like, you labeled them differently. Learned, uh-huh. yeah. You th- you think you're like, oh, I admire that woman, and it's like, why am I staring at her so long? Uh-huh, <laughs> like, uh-huh.
0: Why am I drawing um, her in a bikini in my diary over and over? Yeah. What is happening? <laughs> it's
1: because I admire uh-huh. her. No, um, but it's like, uh, yeah. So it's I I did feel like worried that I like wouldn't like it or like whatever, which mm-hmm. is illogical in its in its own sense, but it it was it was that like i remember having conversations with some of my friends who who were straight and i was like what if like what if i like don't like what if i'm not i'm just worried i might not actually be and like what if i don't like it as much as i think i do or or will or you know maybe i'm just confused and she and my friend was like i'm straight and i'm not like i know that I'm not yeah. attracted to women <laughs> and even if you don't like that you might be attracted like a like in other yeah you so could like there there's plenty of straight to. girls
0: who don't like sucking dick or penetrate or they only like sex in or a certain way of, yeah you could literally be like I love everything about you but I like I mean it probably wouldn't be super nice but you could not be into pussy I mean that's fine like doesn't make you not it's, I
1: mean I think there, it probably
0: I mean, would be harder to meet someone who's down but like it's like everyone has sexual preferences you know
1: yeah um yeah so but i did like it (laughs) but but it was just like this thing yeah it was just this thing of like just being so afraid to take up space that i didn't feel like i deserved and i think that's like a huge problem with the system is that they're they're the whole reason mm-hmm. these labels and identities exist is because of oppression yeah. right and so them trying to trick you out of being a part of a group or like trying like you know making you doubt yourself because of these societal things that have been imposed on us um it's part of saying that group isn't as large and doesn't matter as much you know
0: yeah i hear you that's that's true we have to be careful in the queer community not to become uh just another version of toxic masculinity in yeah. disguise right because yeah. it's like you know what you it can become dangerous to the clothes when you're on tiktok seeing like gen z lesbians being like oh i'm just like slaying out here there's trapping like oh, these bitches love me and you're like is that just you know, are you just a frat bro like <laughs> still respect should be a part of this equation you know yeah um okay tell me about how this like were you looking for a threesome or you were like, I just need to date someone before this festival. Like it's like getting a oh, wedding date before your best friend's wedding. Like what?
1: It was both. I, w- I was on, t- I, was, yeah, I was like, I need a, I need I a, must have a plus I'm one. Yeah. Um, plus two in this case. Uh, no, it was, so it was both. I was like swiping on Tinder a lot. And then I would, I just, I like was like trying to be open, uh, like more open. And I also felt this pressure. Um, And I swiped on a couple and they two women right, a, a a a woman. Woman. and they were just like gorgeous and I have uh-huh. all these jokes about it but they were like beautiful and you know I up- dated a couple right so I, I mean yeah this is like, I well, remember okay. <laughs> you telling me about this and you or you you did jokes about it too uh-huh, right? uh-huh.
0: yeah yeah but um I love this I love that we're talking about this because I do think this is like a um Things sometimes get gets shamed because of the idea of threesomes feel like slutty by bi- just like bisexuals feel slutty but it really is just like actually just sharing
1: Everybody's love <laughs> yeah, especially
0: <laughs> if everyone is on board and understands what's going on it's which it's like actually way more wholesome this is like the wholesome bad bitch in me but i'm like it's it like was and it daddy was very, you know <laughs> it
1: was very funny to hear them arguing about the air conditioning i'm like oh, oh my they're gosh. like because they had been together for like uh, like years like uh uh-huh. they had been together for so long and they were they a- both
0: queer or was just a woman? She okay. was,
1: she was queer. I, I don't know if he was uh, actually, um, she was queer. Uh, I don't know uh, what his situation mm-hmm. was, but they had opened it up. And, um, so I met up with them and they were like super nice. Drinks were on them. We went back to their place and yeah, like I was like, I was, you know, had had my trauma. So I checked her papers, you know, made sure everything was safe. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and then, yeah, we, we had sex and it was fun um do they and, know
0: you like were you telling them any of the your situation no. or you're just like this is no. that's what tinder's for you're just like
1: yeah i'm like i don't need you don't need to hear this neurotic that's still like the
0: straightest way to have it no i'm just kidding went to three i went to tinder
1: i went to yeah it is very i mean i knew it would work no no yeah yeah it was out there because it had been advertised to me Uh huh. um but yeah and then we like we hooked up and they were nice and they drove me uh home and like it was just like it was just, like, chill. Um, I remember during the threesome, I was, like, like this might be graphic, but, like, I went down on her. Um, I was a little bit worried that maybe I wasn't as good as, like, I could have been or whatever. It was, like, Again, the game. homework part is the coming homework. out. Like, who I cares? Like, <laughs> I asked. I know. But, I mean, she does. I want to be good to well, her. Well, yes, you want to be good, so but, I like, you're already
0: in your head. like the... yeah. in my head.
1: I was having fun, though. I was having fun, but then later I was, like, was it okay? Like I felt. I don't know. But uh, but like so then, and then I remember thinking like, because so I was with her like a lot. That was the whole like in my mind. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to like, she's gorgeous. I want to explore with her. I've seen dick mm-hmm. before, and so I like didn't. Um, <laughs> I did. I didn't really like. Like I still had like interacted with him a little bit, but I was like, ha- I was like, didn't have to suck his dick. So happy uh-huh, about that. Uh-huh. Didn't want <laughs> to did not come here for this. You know. Did not. That is then, though, like,
0: I, what I love about the three dating a couple is like. I mean Division I said this on labor. stage but I, I used to say I was a contractor and because it's like your full time you have to get the performance bonus <laughs> I don't sorry like I'm checked out you know that's so funny
1: um yeah it was fun and then like later I only kept in touch with her right mm-hmm. I was texting through her and she was like hey uh just so you know like we're we're fully like we're, we're like like open up now and we're like dating other people and everything it's not just like hooking up with people and i'm dating this girl that i'd like we had hooked up with a couple months ago and he wants to go on a date with you because he felt like he didn't really have the (laughs) full experience with you um and then she also like i think i think i stopped talking to them because she also did that thing where he was like where she was like he didn't feel like he had the full experience with you and he was interested in you but they also like referenced my ethnicity uh, and was like he like didn't get the experience with someone i also ethnicity. really don't like
0: that he, she's talking for him like that sounds a little well, sus to me like it's uh, <laughs> I,
1: I think it's like pretty it's pretty like i kind of i feel like i've heard that a lot where the woman like handles the, the communication i know but then
0: it sounds like a business deal i don't know i, I yeah, because everyone has their own well, preferences like, but i love a group chat i like love like a mommy daddy are both accessible so okay yeah
1: that that would have been interesting <laughs> um but it also like I was yeah so I just stopped talking to them I just stopped responding cuz I was like oh I'm getting fetishized for my ethnicity yeah. which like I was like that's gross you know and that like that's happened to me unfortunately multiple times with people where they'll like let something slip and it has to do Ugh. with like Indian food or like me being oh Indian God. or well, something you know it's I mean? a nightmare <laughs> like, it's I used to have jokes about how like I don't you don't want to be like uh-huh. their first one but you don't want to be like like one in like a lot of like you oh know, like yeah the, trust me I know the, this as yeah, an Asian you know. woman
0: it's like yeah, you just you look at their there. exes and you're like oh like, let
1: me see the. they're all
0: Asian girls and you studied abroad okay I get it wow you're-
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it was one of those things where I just like didn't uh I wasn't interested in, I like I wasn't interested in dating him and also like after that comment I was like that's not okay so I saw like I didn't talk to them after that but um they, the day of like they were very nice you know they were like kind of I felt safe I was like this mm-hmm. you know couple isn't gonna murder me you know <laughs> like it's gonna it's,
0: be it's so funny to me that yeah because we put so much um weight on the experience of sex being part of our identities when I think for most of the community we like I'm as you've mentioned like we know it's so much more than that but I think that's also where the stigma comes from like when people yeah in like super conservative areas who aren't friends with a lot of out queer people
1: yeah
0: they they think of it as like this like demonic thing because what they're thinking of is just sex which is that's, like that's imagine just think of your straight friends having fucking all the time that was also that would also be weird so it's yeah, like it's like
1: but that's <laughs> also true i think uh like an issue with like trans and non-binary people is that like people immediately are like what are your genitals what are your genitals what are your genitals it's like you're fucking obsessed with genitals that has nothing to do with the the person that you're talking to it's like it's so it's so weird how people who claim to be about spirituality and Mm -hmm. like who you are on the inside are obsessed with such physical material things it
0: is very strange but um I think that's really relevant to like the the, because it's like I totally th- think this is funny as a comedian coming from it. But yeah. then afterwards, like, how would you feel about, like, were you like, oh, thank God I did that? Were you like, huh, that was so silly? like, Or, like, how did that was... change your perception of yourself and, um, like, but you're honestly, taking up space like, or whatever?
1: It didn't – that part honestly did not change, again, because it's such a physical thing. And I was like, oh, I enjoyed it, you know, just like I enjoy making out with girls. Like, it, it's the same thing, and I would like to do more of it. Uh, but it, that wasn't the big thing that made me feel like I wasn't an imposter. The thing that made me feel like I wasn't an imposter was I had a crush on a very close friend of mine and it sustained for a long time. Okay. Yes. The classic pining
0: situation. Nothing
1: happened between (laughs) us. And I'm glad that it didn't because like we grew apart or whatever later, but like it sustained beyond like flirting, like it was like deeper feelings. Mm. Um, and
0: that's like the queerest thing you can say like
1: I know yeah
0: literally at my yeah my <laughs> I, and I've told her I went,
1: I went to like I was like I only buy if I have like gay sex and then it was like the pine. no you've got a pine you've got a pine for the friend yeah you have to pine <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah, I've like, I've since told my friend who, cause she also came out as bi, um, later, but I mean, like, obviously we both were like closeted or whatever. Oh, I don't know if she was fully closeted, but in college. But one of the girls who like first made me realize I was like, actually bi, not just question on celebrities was like, like that, like, and I wasn't out to myself. But when I look back, I'm like, we had so many dates where we just like, drink white wine, make brownies and sit on the bed next to each other and I just be like and then I would like look through her photos like when I like think about her, like but not like oh, explicitly, yeah. but I'd be like, oh she's so pretty. Look at her. And I'm yeah. like, now I'm like, duh, Teresa. But the time I really started questioning was she came to my like birthday party and brought a girl and she told me she had been like so excited about this birthday party because she like oh. blah blah she's a mad and then so we made out, but then she made out with this girl and then she made out with everyone and then I was like oh and then I remember waking up the next day be like feeling mad. And that's yeah. when I was like oh yeah like like when you're mad mad
1: out, yeah. Out, out crunch, yeah not really no, I, yeah it's not sex like, it's,
0: it's it's the heartbreak that
1: gets yeah me. yeah no it was definitely like um my friend and I like we would hint like because uh-huh. she would she'd make out with like a lot of people and then we would like hint that like inst- uh-huh. but I would never let her make out with me because I like, partially Cause you cause actually not, liked her. It wasn't not, just physical not that person. But then yeah. also, yeah, I like I did like her. Yeah. And then uh, there was there were times where she was like, but you like, will let me make out with you. And I, I I literally looked at her and I was like, you know, it would get too serious. And she was like, oh, and she knew like we both like, like we would oh play. My God. You need to write this movie, um... I know, and then we wouldn't do anything. And I'm glad we <laughs> did not because we ended up like going our separate ways as friends even. But we like we got over yeah. it. And we we were friends and then we like had a, a falling out or whatever later after we were just like friends and not like crushes. But there was like a lot of like l- yeah. it was because of that crush that sustained, and then I was like, oh no, I have feelings for this person. Um, that I like mm-hmm. that I realized I was I was like, okay, this is like deeper. Like that was like that eating the pussy was like a checkbox off the list of like, all right, this is like a physical thing, but like the sustained pining for my mm-hmm. friend crush, I was like, oh no, this is like not a shallow getting drunk and making out thing and like honestly like I don't even think you know that many like super straight girls are getting drunk and making out I think those girls are queer yeah <laughs> and it's also like funny
0: that we think of the idea of getting drunk and doing it makes you yeah makes fake because so many bros who are like like we're talking about the ones that counting up like the girls they're like you know cis man
1: yeah they, counting they up they their girls they're doing drunk it drunk and- They're doing it right. But if they got drunk and sucked dick, everybody would be like, "You're gay." You know what I mean? But also, I'm just saying, like, if they got drunk and fucked a girl, nobody's
0: like, "Yeah, that doesn't count as being straight." Like, they're like, "Cool, you bagged the shit." Like, it's like, what the fuck are these constructs we're making up? How bizarre! Yeah, (laughs) it's like nobody but you really knows what you like, and you know, people who you talk to just have to make the call if they trust you or not. I mean, I think that's the basic equation for anything, right? Like, trust yourself and trust the people trust yourself to trust people in your network and there's always going to be doubters i totally get the imposter syndrome feeling but like even if you were straight someone might be like to you get you know it's like there's no way yeah, to escape a feeling of I imposter we, syndrome
1: i think as a society we have we are terrible at teaching people preference and boundaries for anything like not yeah. even like beyond like just like with sex with uh with communicating about what we like and what we don't like there's so much that we don't focus on in terms of like what's healthy for us and how to ask for things and how to be okay there are mm-hmm. like, so many people in denial or feel shame for like what they like or what they don't like and we're so, so bad at a at society at at teaching that like that's there should be like a health class for like the STIs and then like, yeah. em- like a emotional health class for everything. Cause they're so yeah. close connected. And, and it's, it's even with communicating with like friends or whatever, like we are really bad at being able to like properly like set boundaries or experiment in healthy ways and like test the waters for ourselves without shame. I think like, like there there's so much wrapped in, up in it like we have to like completely redo how we teach kids like how to explore anything you know yeah that's true it's
0: interesting you bring up exploration because I hadn't thought about it that way until you said that but the idea of like like jumping to the identity of like oh I'm gay or I'm bi before you've actually dated a woman because we almost know like we already knew but the I it's not as lenient for the other way around. Like straight women who think they're straight but want to explore, like just by wanting to explore, people are going to be like, oh, you're gay. Or same with men if a guy's like, but there should be that adolescent time, right? Like how people used to say, experimenting in college. But like literally it should be there for a straight person to be able to be like, do I like this? Because how do you know you don't? If they wanted to, and then to be like, I'm fully straight and have people just take their word for it. Like Eli Oldsberg has talked about on stage. He's like one of the only guys straight men I know who've like had, at least in comedy, who talks about this, who's like has tried and was like, no, I'm straight. And it's like, yeah, no, we all believe you. Cause you're also very open. It's like,
1: yeah. Why don't we have it's,
0: that ability to try things? You know?
1: It's also like, there's also this, like, I don't know if you've heard this especially for I think for men a lot I hear like my my gay friends are like oh like I keep hooking up with straight men and it's like
0: yeah I fall for straight girls all the time but I used to be a straight girl so
1: yeah that's what I'm saying (laughs) is that I think like I think some of those people that we group in as straight, like, aren't straight. They're just not out, you know? Yeah. Like, there are some people who do explore um, and then decide it's not for them. I've had, like, several straight friends who are like that. And, like, just what you were saying with, with Eli, that's, like, perfect. That should be perfectly fine. But I think, like, there's there's this anger to also towards, uh a, like, a group of people who are so in the closet yeah. that even queer people refer to them as straight because they keep getting, like, baited by them you know and then they like have a whole ass relationship and then they're like oh they like he went back to a girl you know and it's like that's a bi dude that's also biphobia yeah you know what I mean like that's a bi dude who tried one relationship and went back in the closet you know or like you know or was never out of the closet you know so it's there's there's a lot of like anger too um between I think the like with within like the queer community and like I've noticed that, yeah,
0: and, like, I mean, it's also, I, it's prevalent in um, the, the like, more femme community as well, but I definitely think in gay guys, like, there, I've heard that a lot, like you said, and it often, I think there's also a fetishization a bit of the straightness, because I think sometimes guys will, like, try to this turn, is, like, some gay, yeah, it's, yeah. like, a, it's a thing, and it's, you know, it gets really complicated when we're talking about, like, psyche and emotional and psychological, because it's, like, there are actually real cases of like yeah hooked up with a guy he's straight whoops i was tricked quote unquote yeah. right Yeah. but then, there are, but then there are actually a lot of different Common situations where it's something. like i play straight just like it's a little problematic in the sense of like it's like the date beat like i play not wanting it to the guy as a girl at a frat party so that he'll chase me there's a bit of that in the idea of like going after a straight guy and i don't know it's obviously we're all still figuring it out but um i definitely think that storyline of like gay guy falling for a straight guy is perpetuated by these like kind of like taboos you know yeah. um that like, could if, lead to like some miscommunication and consent but ah, yeah. i don't know it's, it's confusing it's, <laughs>
1: yeah if like nobody cared if everybody was allowed to just like say what they were doing as they were doing it and like there was no shame in exploration or being queer, or whatever like it would be it would be so much healthier for all of us you know i know
0: yeah but, if only one day yeah um but i'm really glad that you shared that and i'm glad that <laughs> you uh, uh, you are uh, uh like so on brand like if i'm a wholesome bad bitch and you're like uh, phd homework uh high achieving <laughs> <laughs> funny bitch cuz it's like clarify, I quit yeah. my phd let okay. everybody know
1: i'm a phd <laughs> dropout PhD okay dro- okay there you go uh just like you
0: dropped out of sucking dick in that threesome okay no, I'm just <laughs> Um, no i love it because i mean yeah i think it's very relatable like i yeah this is definitely something that's come up on the pod but not in this specific way before so i'm really happy you shared that Thank um you. yeah uh i want to end with a quick little game it's actually very relevant um it is okay this is my my attempt at rewriting fml like fuck my no fm wait fuck Mary kill fmk (laughs) fmk but this is called nobody dies and everybody comes um oh nice the bisexual edition so you know as so i actually didn't know we were gonna talk about this but as bisexuals you know we hate choosing but we do love choices so this is a (laughs) game Basically, I wanted to rewrite that you know fuck Mary kill in a more uh, everybody wins way. Um, this is all about choices, but nobody loses. Okay, but you do have to choose. But the choices mean nothing, so it's a zero stakes, high payoff game. Basically, each um, I'll list like three names and then like three options, and they're uh, all they're all fun. Okay, okay, for example, okay, this is the first one: uh, talk, dance, or smooch. Okay, you get it. They're they okay, basically gotcha, pick gotcha, one. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Janelle Monae, Kristen Stewart, or Hal- Halsey. And these are all bisexual celebrities, or at least according to Google, so.
1: Talk, dance, or smooch. So,
0: like, talk with, have a convo, whatever that means to you. Have a podcast, convo, whatever. Like, a deep, in-depth
1: convo. Um, I feel like Janelle Monae is an amazing dancer, so I'd love to dance Ooh, with yeah.
0: her.
1: Um And then I would smooch Halsey. Okay. I don't know if that's age appropriate. She's kind of young, but oh um, shit, she's then, like tw- in her twenties, right? I yeah, think. I'm, I'm in my thirties, though. She's okay, fine. You know what? Don't I've just picked celebrities. Then, pretend, pretend they're all my age, okay? Yes, and then yes. I would talk to Kristen Stewart, uh, just because I think it would be a lot of silences. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> and
0: like flipping of the hair and looking down, downward yeah. cast eyes. Um, so I think it would
1: be like a, a like a you know like a test of like how how am I going to handle this situation? <laughs> yes,
0: I love that. Okay, yeah, just for clarification, we can say that um, age, everybody is age-appropriate, whether you're <laughs> their age in this situation and they're your age, whatever. Like, yeah. let's just... Suspension for the, of disbelief. For the game, yeah. Yeah, okay, next one. Cuddle, pillow fight, or pillow talk with Kalani, Cara Delevingne, or Megan
1: Fox? Oh, my God. Cuddle, pillow fight, or pillow talk. Um, I think I would want to... Okay, and it's Cara Delevingne, Megan, Megan Fox, Fox, and, and Kalani. Oh my God, Kalani. Um, I guess she's now identified as lesbian, but I still put yeah, on this because she's a bad bitch. I would bitch, so. cuddle Kaylani. I have such a crush on her. <laughs> yes. She's gorgeous. Um, I saw her live at
0: Made in America, and
1: she's phenomenal. I would pillow fight with Megan Fox uh because i don't know <laughs> jennifer's body you know what i mean yeah yeah there. that's fine and then i would um pillow talk with cara de because i want to like know like she has an interesting background yeah she <laughs> and
0: is interesting her
1: dating history is really interesting i don't know yeah but she's got yeah. she's got
0: little sister syndrome in a like in a good way you know what i mean like because her her older sister poppy was the it girl and then now Kara's like outshined her but it, d- oh, it wow. definitely motivated i feel like by like her shadow oh, wow. um Yeah, if you didn't know, now you know. Okay, I have a few more. All right. Who, okay, so the three are pick as your life coach, pick as your sugar mama or daddy, whatever, or uh, pick to have a psychic connection, you know, like Voldemort, (laughs) Harry Potter, where you can read each other's thoughts. Okay. The three are Frank Ocean, Tessa Thompson, or Alan Cumming. Okay. Um, Sugar, uh,
1: daddy, Alan Cumming. Um, And then what was the other one? Life coach or telepathic connection? Yeah. And then who are the other two? Frank options? Ocean and Tessa Thompson. Um, I <laughs> this is I feel like either one. So if I pick Frank Ocean as a telepathic connection, I feel like we're just gonna make each other sad. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh no, but that's
0: fun because you could like hear all of the like songs and poetry. Okay, yeah. Okay, I think telepathic I like connection
1: with Frank Ocean and then life coach with Tessa Thompson. Okay, she's I like it. Killing it. Yeah, you know? yeah. she she's so she could good. Be a good. Life coach. I could I think see she that. would be great. Yeah, I think I love she that. would be like not too motivational. She'd be like realistic about it, you
0: know. Yeah, she'd be good, and she, yeah, she, and yeah. she's like a peer, but also a head. Like, the, uh, yeah, I I see it. Yeah. Okay, here's the final one. Okay, there's four. Okay, so these are all about playing uh with you in a movie or like a TV show, whatever. So okay. to play your love interest, play your rival, or play your older or younger you in a movie. Okay, so basically. Gotcha. gotcha okay margaret cho lily singh natalie morales or bjork
1: Ooh, uh lily singh natalie morales what were the other two bjork and uh lily singh margaret cho natalie
0: morales margaret or bjork cho. yeah and we can go off of abstract like you don't have to think too practical about like age or you know demographics yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever you know?
1: um York is gonna be my rival. That would be fucking. Oh, oh my gosh, she would be such a fun Bond villain. He'd be amazing. I'd be like, what is? She, where is she? What is she gonna do next? She just, she like, just like pop up so everywhere. So quiet. And you're like, oh my god. <laughs> I did a, I did a jazz dance to that. Oh my god, we had uh, we had that. I
0: didn't do it, but it was in my com- competition studio. One of the other groups did one. Yeah,
1: but... it was crazy. Okay, um, I love I love dancing to her music. Okay, um. Uh, and then I think like Lily Singh, younger me, Margaret Cho, older me. Natalie fun. Morales, love interest. I have a question. Natalie. Love it. Here. Oh my God. Yeah, she's so hot. Okay,
0: that's a great yeah. answer. I love that. And that's it for the game. Thank you for playing. That. Those were all great answers.
1: I feel Thank like we had fun. Thank you for me. That was so fun. I love this rebranding. <laughs> Learned a lot about you and we had a lot of fun. Holly, um, where can people find you? And is there anything you want to promote? Plug your things. Um, you can catch me pining probably for another friend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to be at Sketch Fest with Funnelingus on January 21st, January 22nd there's two facial recognition comedy shows at sketch fest. I'm also, uh, I run a nonprofit making open source medical devices called respira mm. works, R E S P I R a works, and you can donate to us, but I'm also going to try and do a fundraiser show while I'm in the oh, Bay nice. and I'm going to try and get some of the comedians in the area. So I, I'm trying to work on that right now. Um, so look out for that. Uh, and then, yeah, I just, we run Funnelingus and facial rec in LA, uh, as well. Facial rec is also in New York. I think our, we're the second Thursday of the month for Facial Rec. And then for Funnelingus, we're the first Sunday of the month, but we're not doing January. Um, so find me there. And uh, that's it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so cool about the Respiro works.
0: Uh, you can follow this podcast at Tell Me Anything Pod and follow me at Larissa T on Twitter and at Teresa Lee Bot on Instagram. Thank you. Thank you for listening to You Can Tell Me Anything. You Can Tell Me Anything is a comedic podcast created and produced by Teresa Lee on the Hoo Ha Ha Podcast Network. The Hoo Ha Ha team is Ashley McAtee, Audrey Povar, Maggie Week Austin, Cardi Assad, and Stephanie Binock. The theme song for this podcast was created by Cody Johnston. The outro music was written by Shipwreck Sailor. And the Hoo Ha Ha app can be found in the Apple Store to stream your favorite comedy series and laugh out loud podcasts by the funniest woman in comedy. To contact this podcast specifically, you can email tellmeanythingpod at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at Tell Me Anything Thank you.